Esoterica! Esoterica! Hi there, and welcome to One Less Die. Tales from the Hard Drive! Hard Drive! Hard Drive! Uh, so, uh, this episode, this recording that you're listening to, is going to be going in front of our first session that we're posting of our old campaign, Grumblehammer Esoterica. Esoterica! Esoterica! Uh, unfortunately, we don't have our third player um, for this recording. Uh, he's still he's still with us. <laughs> he's just not here. <laughs> um, but before, like, we're it's it's getting close to the time where we're going to start posting this, uh, like our the this campaign. Mm-hmm. So I felt like we should do a uh, sort of a primer, like a preamble, to let people know what they're in for, and to kind of like you know look back at this campaign that's. Technically, we haven't touched in about two years, <laughs> and we so the Grumblehammer Esoterica was our modern, effectively our modern campaign of the Grumblehammer 1920s and 1945 campaigns. Um, we started running it in 2017 um, through to about 2019, and then like a year went by, and then we re- like the last game we recorded. Um, as of this recording, because we're just kind of trying to tie up the campaign at this point, because it's sort of it's gone on several hiatuses, um, was in 2020, and then we stopped uh, and started playing Shadowrun and stuff. So um, it is it uses the Call of Cthulhu D20 system, like uh, our other Grumblehammer campaigns, um, and my premise for it was Hogwarts meets Delta Green meets Police Academy. In the Grumblehammer, the Grumble, the Grumblehammer universe. I know really? one Meets of those Police things. Academy, huh? Really? Meets Police Academy? Yeah, I didn't get that from this. R- really? Really? Well, I've been, I've... Or at least current me doesn't recall getting Police Academy. It's from basically this. just because we have shenanigans instead of it just being Hogwarts. Whether we just... do yeah. have shenanigans. I legitimately like listened to the last like I, I as of this recording, I've edited the first six uh, episodes. Mm-hmm. The first five episodes. Actually, tell uh, like a, almost a complete arc. Like, and, like yeah. well, you could we could have made that a chapter, like yeah. or a whole like chapter. Um, yeah, your shenanigans in, the, in that most first five sessions are police academy uh, bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just saying, okay. um, it would probably feel more police academy if we weren't children. Though. Yeah, if we were also uh, doing police academy in that it was, a, yeah, it was if we were putting a, prostitutes in the podium. Yeah, and if I was doing sound effects around, all the time, you guys, well, you guys were doing like pulling shenanigans on the dean and like other like uh, the other like authority figures of the of the school. So mm-hmm. like that was in that kind of regard of like police academy. <laughs> Sending them to the blue oyster. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> no, that, uh, but like yeah. Um, the inspiration for this campaign was uh, well, Secret World Legends primarily. <laughs> Um, I had, as of 20, at 2017, I had, uh, Secret World Legends had just been launched. You were balls deep in the Secret World oh, Legends. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely my favorite MMO RPG. And in fact, the first episode of Grumblehammer Esoterica will be posted days before the 10 year anniversary of the Secret World. Um, and there was a whole, like, school, like, like the first, in the first areas, there's a school run by the Illuminati. That's basically a magic school, uh, and it's basically like it's honestly my premise for this. It's yeah, like, and the, the professor is voiced by Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs. So go check it out. Yeah, honestly, legitimately, if you haven't played it or haven't given it a look, check out the Secret World Legends uh, game. It's uh, free. Yeah, it's free to play. Yeah, it <laughs> you have was no reason. It was originally a 2012 MMO called The Secret World, 
that you actually had to pay for a subscription. And then they made it free to play in 2017, hence how I got into it. And I honestly, future, like, future me wishes I could go back in time to 2012 and slap past me into not buying it. Because there was, I had several opportunities to buy this game and I never bought it. From not buying it. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah from not okay. buying it. Yes, that's... <laughs> you wish you had purchased it. I wish I, had, I wish I had supported it back when it was a free, when it was a paid purchase thing. Um, <clears throat> some other things that obviously inspired this campaign was also Harry Potter, uh, Skullduggery Pleasant, the Cthulhu Mythos, uh, the series, the, the TV series Supernatural, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like I feel like a lot of those kind of. We pulled references from those, mm-hmm. or pulled ideas and like inspiration for like that kind of setting mm-hmm. in this, because mm-hmm. uh, it was like a monster hunt oh. game. Uh, and um, it's, it wasn't an inspiration for you, but as the person who wrote the curriculum, uh, the magicians. Yes, because um, I had just re uh, I had just read Lev Grossman's the, the Magicians. Yeah, that's another thing about this campaign. Um, this entire campaign was very experimental because. Uh, like it's it's about as homebrewed as you can get. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we took the D twenty Cthulhu book, and then we're like, okay, we need to make an entire school curriculum. Yeah, of magic. Yeah. So the whole premise is that your uh, this is also a kind of a prolonged ca- campaignified character creation. Yeah. Because we were going to have these characters go on after the campaign to be our characters in other Cthulhu D twenty games. Well, and the other theory was that uh, that. If if this actually worked out really well for character creation, then Chris could use the, the, the curriculum to create NPCs that had gone to this school. Yeah. Now, since um, we started playing this game, actually about the time we stopped playing this campaign, uh, we got into Shadowrun. And- Shadowrun. Shadowrun. <laughs> And uh, we discovered their magical rule system, and I think we we one hundred percent prefer that magical rule system. Oh fuck yeah! Just for I hate like the book, inter- though. Yeah, well, yeah, the book can go burn in the fire. Mm. Um, except no, because I, I yeah, spent like are... forty sixty dollars on that book. Yeah, <laughs> but um, the rule system for Shadowrun definitely like I, I always wanted the rules like the magic system for our Grumble Hammer games to be kind of Machiavellian. Like you have to pay some kind of price. Where you have to do some kind of thing for to get the magic power. should have a price. Yeah, where and then with with Shadowrun, we learned that like the, the the drain value system, and that seemed way like seemed way more efficient for yes. what we wanted to do. So we've since kind of abandoned the this old system that we were using the Grumblehammer games, um, in the in Esoterica, and we have been kind of working on and like talking about maybe retooling the entire curriculum. <laughs> We should Into post a... this as an episode of Abandoned Places, Ontario. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of like the inspiration. The premise is was we wanted to do a magical like magical school, and uh, we also wanted to like try homebrewing a a character creator and um, just kind of like play that kind of, play in that kind of setting. Um, and speaking of character creation, and because we forgot to mention it in this introductory recording. Aaron played Ezra O'Connell, who was a slender stocked individual. His characters follow sort of like the slender vlogger kind of tropes from like the mid two thousands. Dave plays Hayden Davenport, who is a gamer, but his magical traditions and whatnot stem from Norse mythology crossed with Warframe because at the time and even now 
Dave is a huge fan of Warframe, and he wanted to include that into his character somehow. And then we have Crystal Chris, who played Rama Akiak, a uh, Inuit beastmaster shaman archetype sort of character who has a large polar bear and two uh, huskies um, that he can call upon. So uh, I have have two other categories here. Um, Fun moments and lessons. So fun moments. Uh, For you guys, like you guys don't have, like uh, Aaron and Dave, um, you guys uh, may may have forgotten some things (laughs) about this campaign, but what, what still like comes to the surface to you guys? When we played that game, Hide and, uh, hide and freak. Yeah, hide and freak. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, that was that was actually a pretty cool session. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't really remember a whole lot about it, but I remember it being a shit ton of fun, and we weren't even doing anything serious. Yeah, yeah. honestly, that was like a fun immersive kind of episode because you can yeah. see, like, it, again, as you said, it doesn't have to be a, a, all about combat. Like, yeah, and and it may be a school, but it doesn't also it, it also doesn't have to be all about education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the things I would do. In, in in a future campaign that we're setting in like Damien Wraith again, like we're retooling it to be a new a new new generation of Damien Wraith, perhaps like Degrassi next generation. <laughs> um, I would I would definitely have more of those sessions where you, like it's not about like in class and it's not like you guys are being thrown into a dire situation out of like a Hogwarts <clears throat> Delta Green campaign session scenario, but it's just stuff at the school that you guys are like because there's other things that happen at a campus other than. Um, classes and off off campus stuff like uh, hell like uh, what's the uh, the Blue Mountain State TV mm-hmm. show is mm-hmm. a very good example of that where like all the stuff like all the main all the episodes take place in the in between the, the the sports game like the football games yeah and their classes and so it's all the, the I'm assuming it's a show about football players yeah yeah it is. <laughs> Although you see no football, well, you it's know, about there, the there's, lives there's of like, football. There's players. like two to five minutes of, of a football game, and then everything is, t- is so. Is, is about the lives of a bunch of dicks. Um. Yeah. Yes and no. Like they're they're just a bunch of like college like like they're just a bunch of college assholes and stuff. It's fun though. Like again, it like but it but it captures that like uh like how to make a please Aaron like that's gonna come on recording. <laughs> So that's what she said. Oh, my correct. <laughs> I was going to say. All right. But... So let's talk about your characters. Um, play like role playing sixteen year olds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Penis. <laughs> oh my god! The amount of the shit I've had to edit in the last couple of sessions. Um, you probably didn't have to edit. Some uh, of them, so, no, some of them were were pretty bad. You had to edit me probably a lot less than Crystal Chris. Crystal Chris definitely. Had and to edit. you had to edit Dave. A lot less than you had to edit me. Yes, yeah, probably. <laughs> I think you had like one thing I've had to edit. So yeah, like, yeah. I'm usually um, more reserved. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. For me, yeah. Hide and freak sessions were definitely like a highlight. Mm-hmm. I def- uh, if we're doing mm-hmm. a, a, if we if we do another curriculum in the future, I would like to uh, develop a couple of games and sports that are commonly played. Yeah, we definitely need like because something. they they need to be there because like hide and freak was excellent. Mm-hmm. It was excellent. Yeah, but we always had. Pl- I, I know. I remember we had like some plans for like because um, there were other schools we'd brought up. Like we kind of come up with some other international schools. Like yeah, yes. Magic using like all across different continents. Didn't we make some sport that all we, these? Were it was going to be like a, a wizard cup or something like that. Like, it was like a mage cup or something. I thought. Yeah, like, I can't remember what it was. But I can't remember what the sport was. I think it was like somewhat taken from Capture the Flag. I think so. 
Um, but but you're right, there, uh, Dave. There was a uh, there was a sport that we were going to use because we I made a Russian um, school. Yeah. There was an African school, a European school. Did they use an like English school and then a, uh, a, 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 a one in like in and around China? We had to say. Isn't it like you would like if it's a capture the flag thing? Like you would. I, I remembered something about turn to goo in regards to it. Like you would turn them into goo to defeat them. And then they would ungo. So, or am I thinking oh, of something else? I think we else? had discussed that. I think we talked about that. Like, I don't know where that. I don't know where we. Because I remember you, you weren't allowed to use, uh, as I recall, you weren't allowed to use any sort of lethal combat spell. Yeah. But turn to goo was a bit of an exception because it's not lethal, but it does take them out of the fight. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was definitely a spell. Like again, you could def- by the end of the campaign, you were definitely seeing us like starting to kind of go into gear of like Shadowrun. Because that's what I introduced. Like I finally convinced you to, uh, to help me make Turn to Goo from Shadowrun into the D20 system. <laughs> we had to use, like, what, Baleful? Tre- uh, Baleful Polymorph. Yeah. And we called the spell Immorphalize. Yeah, Immorphalize. Yeah, Because yeah, like, uh, Petonius had it. Yeah. He's like, Immorphalize. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, he so, gooed many, many yeah. people for us. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Yep. Another, yeah, Petonius... Petonius was also a highlight, because, like, I love playing this fictionalized worm that walks character that is totally not inspired by Ross Payton of RPPR. And he's totally not the uh, the guy from the MRS. Hmm? The MRS? In Shadowrun. Oh, yeah, totally not. Totally not. Dr. Pagan is a completely different character. Yeah. Completely totally... Totally not like traversing different dimensions and realities mm-hmm. uh, as Petonius. <laughs> or totally not a, a worm, just just a, a singular worm from Petonius that's been like cast across the dimensions. <laughs> totally not that, guys. Oh, no. I don't that's know where it. you guys are getting that. I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen to the episode. Listen to our Shadowrun campaigns and this this campaign to find out more about that. Our Shadowrun campaign may not be... Uh, we, we may not have all of the rules down and we may play by different rules, it seems like, in every session. But it was a fun listen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, another fun thing I love about this this campaign. Uh, all the Grumblewitz clones. Yes. Oh, um, including Wilbur and the Dean. Who is named Dean? Yeah, he's Dean. <laughs> Dean Grumblewitz, the Dean, and Wilbur Grumblewitz, and Daryl and Daryl and uh, Hang on, hang on. I actually have the I have all the characters. Uh, all, all the, the all the all the, all the my brother Daryl. My other brother. Daryl. I have some of them written down. Oh uh, fuck! Where the hell is that? Derek and Darren. Yeah, Derek, Darren, Daryl, Daryl. Um, we were so original. There was a Devin. There was a Devin, I'm sure. Because um, it was all stems from Dimitri Grumble. Yeah. Again, check out our 1920s campaign to learn about how the Grumblewitz clones got to be. Yeah. Thanks, Caleb Stokes, for giving me that scenario. And Thanks, I'm sorry, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, I'm sorry. Scarred for life. <laughs> Apparently, you've never let it go. I I guess I could be part of the hashtag Me Too movement. Oh no! Don't please. <laughs> uh, um, where is? Yeah, McMackey, the ghost janitor. Yep. Oh yeah, McMackey. Um, okay. Katya. <laughs> Katya. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The creepy, uh, the creepy Russian girl. Yeah, Crystal Crystal Chris has been a bit of our wild card in, in this campaign. Yeah, yeah. I, we've we tried we've tried. He to, has made it. He did make it fun. Yes, he, he did make it, it fun, fun. But he was very crude, very lewd. So 
be prepared for that if you're if you're not cool about that kind of the stuff. The worst of it's been edited out. Just keep Mostly. in mind the worst of it has <laughs> been edited out. Yes. Whenever you hear something, be like, "Oh my god, this is horrible!" No, some things. No, were, there was worse. I, 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 I specifically removed it, and we we did chastise him for it for some of the things he said. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, said, so, yeah. Um, he was also yeah. That's yeah. The thing with Crystal Chris was he was kind of under the influence a lot of the time during our games, so he it kind of came through. He didn't really have much of a filter. Um, and he didn't doesn't really have much of a filter at the best of times. So no, no. Although but he looks much better he, now. He has gotten better. He's like it's been a few years. Obviously, since this campaign, he's grown up a lot. Yeah. Um, having a kid, well, he doesn't do that the same anymore. Yeah. Um, also, going back to the the the, the, the Grumblewitzes. There's yes. Daniel Grumblewitz, Daryl Grumblewitz, Daryl Grumblewitz, Daryl Grumblewitz, <laughs> Drake Grumblewitz, Derek Grumblewitz. There's three Daryls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there's Daryl, his brother. Darryl, oh no, sorry, his yeah. other brother Daryl. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> um also we had Katya Lin, who is the creepy teddy bear girl. Mm-hmm. Um like the like all black, straight black hair. Mm-hmm. Based off of that, uh, was it Russian or or Japanese or like an Asian uh, like uh Asia's got talent kind of uh, person. Uh, it was basically like a, a creepy goth psychic girl. I saw um, it like there's a character in um I think League of Legends or something. That's very much like that. It's a little girl that has a giant teddy bear that's alive and murders it's, people. Yeah, it was kind of a mix of that because I that's how I pulled like the teddy bear stuff mm-hmm. is from that character. Yeah, but like her appearance and her her inflection, her just being like kind of very like quiet but creepy. Yes, came from that uh, talent show uh, t- uh, reality TV show. I, actually, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, now. I remember. And she's like, she just like does like she like glares at everybody and has always has a scowl on her face and then she just like does something creepy like like does a really cool like talented thing. Yes. Oh, um, like I vaguely trick. recall. Like, yeah. That's yes. that's how Katya came to like that's Katya's inception was basically that it meets that teddy bear uh, character from uh, from League of Legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Justine Monica, uh, Justine Monica, <laughs> <laughs> which was the game cursed girl. Mm-hmm. So basically, she had um, she'd been cursed by a creepypasta video game thing that made clones. She could make clones of herself, but they always looked horribly like sanity blasting wrong. Like her, like and that's what creeped you guys out because she used that ability during the, the hide and freak episode. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it definitely came out of the Just Monica um, Doki Doki Literary Club yeah. uh, video game uh, oh. because again, that was at the time that was what we were while like watching or what I was consuming media yeah. and, on YouTube and stuff. Uh, we had Yuri Sokolov, which was a uh, he's basically a, um, a psychic boy <laughs> with uh, with a possibly an elder god anchored to him. Right, um, right, Yuri. Yeah, Yuri. Was um, Megan the girl who got like a, a Megan a meat like skin puppet no, thing? That's Mary Sue. That's Mary Sue. That's Mary Sue. Okay. Yeah. We had Alistair Howell. Um, I have a couple of characters I don't think really ever came up. Uh, Mike Kenmore, uh, Marco Capoli was <laughs> Mike from Kenmore. I think that's yeah. yeah that's that's probably where we got. That, the I think that's I think that's what you gave me. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds um, about right. Yeah. And then we have a character that um, that might come up. They'll come up a lot later in the campaign called Agile Depth Maw, or as Aaron ended up calling her or nicknaming her Agi D. Agi D. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. Agi D. Um, yeah. So uh, we did actually have a team for the camp. For, uh, based on, looking at the, my well, notes, we're missing two characters. Who are we missing? Uh, our New handler. Um, give me a second. I yeah. Uh, was that just Wilbur now? No, Wilbur was the the security guy. Yeah. Uh, and he's rather. Adept. Oh, 
No, Albert this, Dent. Albert Dent. Yes, Albert Dent. The he like the super nervous. Like he knows about the, the mythos and stuff, and he's like, oh fuck no. Oh, he God. did show up and right. save our ass with a shotgun once. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He, yeah so as as like, other than that, he's always like cowardly. Yeah, he's, he's, he knows what the he doesn't want to get killed or go like go mad. Um, and uh, yeah, there's Maxine Deborah or sorry Deborah Maxine, the uh, redheaded chick from the orphanage. Um. I'm not sure about that one. I can't remember that. It's it, guys. It's been a long time, and apparently, I didn't take. I, I took a lot of notes. I have a I have a whole list of character there, names. There, I'm pretty sure that was my character's girlfriend. That's why. Oh, no, I, I think her. you might be right. Yeah, because you kind of hooked up with her during that session. Yeah. Um, what was I could probably pull up the uh, pull up that scenario. There was one session, and where... there's another. There's another character that we're forgetting about, who is very important. Oh. Gremlin the Grumblehound. Yes. You're, <laughs> the Grumblehounds continue. The trend mm. continues. Um, yeah, this campaign went through went across a whole bunch like a whole gamut of things. Once uh, once we stopped doing like a bunch of the cult, like the, the classroom stuff, or once we we sort of had a groove at the beginning where we were doing the uh, the classroom stuff, and then I quickly realized that the classroom stuff wasn't ex- as exciting as I thought it would be. So I wanted to kind of push to like do stuff outside of the school or like like field trips and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, we we you guys went to like other dimensions in this yeah. campaign. You you dealt with a lot of ghost stuff initially. Like uh, you guys went to like haunted parts and like went into the astral plane and figured out like so how go- ghosts and stuff work in the Grumblehammer universe. Mm-hmm. Um, some lessons I've learned in in work, in running this campaign. Like again, like just from what I recall and what I've like been hearing while we were editing and stuff. Um, yeah, building a magic system. Um, is hard, <laughs> and uh, got good good on you, Aaron, for for for, for putting all the muscle I got work in. Pretty close on the first try. Yeah, you did. And then we discovered a system that is, was way that more was to our liking. Better. Yeah, that was just way better and way more to our liking. Um, yeah, the games. Just for a, he- a heads up, um, the games start off pretty rough, as it was a blend of play testing a magic learning system, like a magic learning mechanics. And me throw, create, uh, coming up with scenarios kind of around the classroom and stuff like that. So we co- sort of toss it around. It does kind of even out eventually as we get our groove on, like... Because I started, like, editing... I started editing out a lot of the um, the classroom slash... Uh, you guys just rolling dice for 20, 30 minutes to learn, like, how to... Like, if you see if you guys get spells or not. Did it really take us that long? Yes. Why? We have whole... We, I have whole audio files... That I did not include in episodes because it's just us um, around the table, not even in game. Like we, we kind of sometimes we go into game, but it's not enough to like really merit going into the. If anybody wants to listen to it, let us know in any comments that, uh, wherever this gets posted, and I'll like post them up on our Patreon or something. <laughs> what I remember from the classrooms is I remember the introductory scene of the first time that I, we did a certain class. Like I remember meeting the the. Yeah. The teacher? I has, have his name written down. Dean? Uh, Mr. Tony Shadowclaw, the illusion teacher. Yes. Like, I remember meeting him and everything. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember us doing, like, a role-played scene every time. Every... Did every, we? Every session, we would... Because we, we had, like, months... Weeks or months go by between games. Like, in-game. In um, we, we, would, we would spend about the first 20 or 30 minutes... Uh, basically, like getting your guy, seeing what spells and stuff you guys learned in those weeks. I understand that, but we, we didn't role play it out. No, 
a lot of the time, well, a lot of the time it was just us rolling dice and like seeing what you guys wanted to get. Okay, but like sometimes it, we would, sometimes we would role play some things. Yeah, but like in the, in a week, if I'm trying to learn blur, yeah, right, and it's been a week. How many times do I have to roll for that? That it would take twenty minutes. It wasn't just blur. There was other like there was other. Well, games. true. Like in that week, there might be like what six or so. But either way, that's the, six rolls. The way we, it took a long time, man. Because you guys had well, no. I think what happened was like we because. Back then, also, you were not as organized. Like the the David edition this is confusing as as it is, though. <laughs> like like you have become so like in in the last couple of campaigns that we have run, um, like in the in the last few years, you have become so much more like anal. Um, <laughs> anal is a word that would use. <laughs> I hate that word for this, though. But like, I would say more efficient, forcefully because, organized. Yeah, there you go. like David edition in Shadowrun, like all your receipt, mm. all the Shadowrun receipts that you came up with, yeah, like. In our Mass Effect campaigns that we've run in the last couple of months, you you you've said you stated that you have like every your entire character is planned out. Yeah. For like when you level up, so you don't even have to like worry about like choosing and some of that. Yeah. And I think a lot of that came out of this experience of playing Esoterica. You're like, I'm done with this shit. Yeah. Because I again we we would spend like almost any time anywhere between Esoterica. It was it was a very it was a very experimental campaign. Yeah. Um. Some things that I would uh, um, like to kind of bring up, a bit of a, a bit of an elephant in the room, as it were. Um, Aaron is the worst. <laughs> that guy is a dick. Why do we play um, with him? Okay. Um, so I'm just going to bring it up here. Uh, we do tackle a portion of this campaign does tackle with uh, Inuit and indigenous folklore and legends. Uh, that is because I genuinely have an interest in those myths and those like creatures and stuff. And so it all kind of came from it, it like that's why we, we kind of dove into that in this campaign. Plus, we had a character that was focused on it. That was also the case, yeah. Um, Crystal Chris did play, was playing an Inuit character um, who was uh, basically becoming like a shaman in this campaign. Um, so we may or may not have presented Inuit mythology entirely accurately, or but it does come from a place of innocent and genuine if maybe naive yeah. intentions of, of portraying it in our campaign. I just want to bring it up. Okay. Because But then you should also bring up that you do the same thing for every culture. Yes. You put your own spin on yes. every single thing. I'm just putting this out here because in the recent years some shit has been, has been brought to light and in case anybody comes back at us for this I just want to state for the record, none of this, none of our, like, when we bring it up in these games, first off, these were older games, so we, we were not in privy to certain things, and, and uh, we didn't know any better, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to, like, not present it, because it, it was a part of this campaign, and I would, it would be, I would feel incomplete if we, if I removed those from uh, mm-hmm. elements from our, from our games and recordings. But so, it happened, we used them in the games. Um, as tastefully as I could at the time, um, I made mistakes. <laughs> uh, there's a certain hiccup early on in the, in the first couple of sessions where I, um, miss say the name of a creature that we, that was brought up multiple times. The giant wolf in the tundra around the school, the Amarok mm-hmm. is the name of it in, uh, in Inuit legends. Um, I kept calling it the Anchorage and yeah, it just like, 
I, I don't know why. My, I was kind of a jumbled mess half the time. So trying to like gather, like we have a curriculum I had to deal with. We had like mm-hmm. a scenario that we were dealing with, like a bunch of stuff. So I was going to get things mixed up. So no disrespect, but just bear in mind, we do tackle some of that stuff, like some of the folklore and whatnot in this campaign, because it is sort of a worldly, yeah. um, like magical world. That's like hidden, uh, hidden among the mundane world. So even the Norse stuff, like I'm sure we got stuff. Oh yeah, that, yeah, we, we definitely got. <laughs> well, I mean, your entire character is like Norse mythology through the through the the perception of of Warframe. <laughs> like, yeah, we again. I just want to bring that up because in recent years that's been a little bit more on a touchy subject. Mm. So, yeah. All right, that over. So next thing up on this thing is ideas and muses and. One thing that I think we might have to do next time, or we might have to do something like later, like after you guys have graduated and stuff, uh, we never tackle. We talk about it multi, like a couple of times in this campaign. We never really kind of acted on it. So, sort of as a warning to anybody who is hoping for it to be in the campaign, it Soltron? is. Yes, <laughs> Soltron, the spirit mecha, never shows up in this campaign. <laughs> Yeah, and just as forewarning. I know we talk about it a lot, and we 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 wanted to do it, it just, but it does not happen. Yeah. So don't get your hopes up. Yeah. It's just, it's a thing that we like. We went on like twenty nine, almost thirty sessions of this campaign. There's a lot that was tackled. I had more to tackle, but we have gone on like two hiatuses since now. Like both of them, almost taking a year or to two years between them. So we're just trying to. We're, as of this recording, we're trying to bring it to an end, um, so, uh, like a proper conclusion. And then we're going to move on to a retooling of the system and such. Hmm. So I can rebuild it. We have the technology. Yeah. We have Shadowrun. <laughs> and Strixhaven. Yeah, and Strixhaven. Strixhaven, honestly, that, that's going to help us like figure out like school stuff. You gone through it at all? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> it's, I, it's, it's, in my, it's in my queue for, for book reading. How long for crew? It's it's like next one. It's next. It's one. like eighty books long. L- legitimately, it's the next one. Fuck. <laughs> legitimately, it's the next one on the queue. It's <laughs> the eightieth physical book on the list. I've got a whole bunch of audiobooks. God <laughs> damn it! You don't read anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think uh, honestly, going like now, um, uh, as of this recording, twenty twenty two, we've we've learned so much from like other systems since we started this homebrew. Like through Shadowrun, through Strixhaven, like that's come out in the last couple of years, and it's all basically tackles how to run a magical school. Well, I mean, fuck. So. In the in the time since we started this game mm-hmm. to now, I have gotten fat. <laughs> Dave gotten has gotten, gotten skinny, skinny. Yeah. and I'm somewhere in between. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've come down quite a bit. Yes, I have. <laughs> Not that the audience knows. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, that that might be enough for this. Like, honestly, this I was just wanted to have this recorded for a preamble mm. to give people a, a just get them to know what they're in for. Um, this was an entire like I I do I have regrets? No, nothing, nothing on us. Like, there's things I regret in terms of like I could have done this better in game or like we could have I could have run this better, but those are just like minor things compared to the fun we've had in this campaign. Yeah, because like, Esoterica... Dave's, Dave's constant failing of roles. That's what I do. <laughs> Has, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw that out there. because It's fine. I'm using entirely new dice this time around. Yeah. So I might be the one failing. Yeah, That's we'll true. see. Um, yeah, like, I, I feel like this was, like, this was very experimental. It was very messy. But I would not change our group 
um, like play and stuff like that. Like I think we had tons of fun with it. Like we and we all had spotlights. As of late, I've been saying that I have a lot of regrets by the end of the session mm-hmm. or the season or whatever the the campaign. I don't think I have any regrets with this one. Yeah, it's it's well, I mean, yeah, yeah, me either. It's dot com. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um yeah, if you're if you're interested in checking out a campaign set in the Cthulhu D20 rule set, you with our and and you've read you've listened to any of our Grumble Hammer campaigns in the past. Uh, and you're interested in a Hogwarts meets Delta Green meets Police Academy in that setting. Um, with mopeds. With mopeds. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, you guys do get mopeds later in the campaign. Would it be um, more like the Goonies because we're kids? It's kind of like the Goonies. Yeah, bl- throw in the Goonies, throw in the Secret World Legends, like that Innsmouth Academy. Mm. Um, and that's basically what we are trying to evoke in this campaign. And I feel we... Also, a lot of Slender Man stuff. Because again, that was another big thing about, um, mm-hmm. like, you guys all had uh, arcs. Like Rama, Chris's character, uh, Crystal Chris's character, um, he had a whole Inuit uh, arc for his character. Um, you, Dave, uh, for uh, for uh, Hayden, had a whole arc involving Hod and your Warframe um, obsession. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, for it. Um, and Aaron, Ezra. His entire honestly, Ezra was kind of the uh, the the spark of it as well for this campaign because we wanted to run a game where a slender stocked character was was actually able to fight back against the Slenderman with magic. Like because if the Slenderman exists, the supernatural entity exists. Yeah. There's got to be some other some way to like. There's got to be magic then yeah. To, yeah. to combat it. And that there's was, it stands to reason that if Slenderman can exist, then so can magic. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to get that out there. We wanted we wanted to try that because like very few we we were both connoisseurs of Slender Vlogs back in the day when this campaign was being run. Well, I, and, I was a connoisseur. You were more of just an addict. Yeah, I was definitely. <laughs> I, and I definitely look. I look at my my YouTube um, like uh, my YouTube subscription uh, list, and it's just half a do- like half a dozen Slender Vlogs. Some of them never even like got past like a couple of videos of like I saw some weird shit in the in the in the woods, <laughs> and now it's stalking me in my house. But um. Yeah, so we tried to tackle a lot of stuff in this game. Um, it was messy, it was experimental, but goddamn, did we have fun. And we hope you enjoy listening to it. So until next time, until uh, the next preamble or postmortem of a campaign or next talkie that we ever do, because like we ever do those on One Less Die, <laughs> um, we'll see you all next time. Goodbye, Internet. Bye, Internet. Uh... Bye, Internet.